You are listening to Wilhelm, a film-centric podcast for film lovers of all kinds. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Wilhelm. I am your host, Ben Beck, and on this episode, we're doing things a bit different. Uh, This time, we're diving even deeper than just our favorite movies. We're going to go as deep as our favorite characters. Uh, That's right. This episode, my guest and I, we're going to talk about who we think are our top five favorite Disney villains. I'm so excited my guest picked this topic because this is a fun topic and a difficult topic. Uh, which brings me to my guest. He's a fellow podcaster hosting the sports movie centric podcast, Field to Screen. Welcome, my friend, Alex Baelish. How the heck are you, uh, Ben? And thank you so much for letting me do this. Um, I know when you put up all your topics, I was excited about this one. But the problem is, I don't know where to start and I don't know where to <laughs> stop because trying to figure out five is going to be tough, but I know we're going to do our best. It's, yeah, it, this is. So so the pilot episode, the premiere episode of this, I thought already was a difficult episode because it was Jason and I talking about the films that we feel are like essential films that people should watch. Right. Uh, which hopefully most of you have listened to that episode. If you're hearing this one, you've heard that one, hopefully. Um, but yeah, like this is another difficult one because Disney villains are, first off, they're awesome. Like they're amazing. Yes, they're amazing. Uh, it's difficult to choose. Now, I want to preface this by saying out of my top five, my number one has always been my number one. So it was it was the easiest one for me to choose. And it might surprise a couple people. Uh, but the other four, I, I, it was so difficult. Well, you know, the problem with Disney is they've been around for so long that it's just it's it's so encompassing of all of our lives now one of the things that i did with my list i took out all the star wars i took out all the mcu i I did as well yeah and and it was just the core brand so to speak um and i quite honestly when we get into the list i think the oldest villains were the best and they were the scariest of all um I did the same exact thing. So Thanos is not in here. Right. Uh, you know, Darth Vader is not in here. You can't talk- have Darth Vader. We're talking pure Disney villains here. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Marvel villains and the Star Wars villains are amazing in themselves and might become a topic of episodes later on down the road. Absolutely. And they should. But yeah, th- this one, it was hard enough just choosing from the Disney villains. <laughs> exactly. To n- to to not incorporate or to have to incorporate those guys into it as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, choosing there's so many Disney villains out there. Uh, there are so many great Disney villains out there. So to not only to n- narrow it down to five was tough, but to choose the placement of those five was made it even harder. Absolutely. Because they're all number ones in my eyes. 
Yeah, I mean, they all have so such amazing qualities, which we're going to dive into when Absolutely. we, uh, you know, when we get into the top five. Which, um, you know, what? Let's jump right into it. Um, let's let's dive into the top five. But before we do that, I just got to let you know, uh, neither Alex or myself, we haven't revealed or discussed any of our top five choices ahead of time uh, as to not influence each other's choices. So he doesn't know my top five. I don't know his. Um, and also just a fair warning when we're talking about some of these uh, these villains, we're going to discuss the movies they're from. There may be some spoilers involved if some of these movies you haven't seen yet. So just be forewarned. Uh, and I haven't said this in any other episode yet, uh, but I'll say it now. If you haven't seen any of these movies, what the hell are you waiting for? <laughs> because Disney movies, I don't know. I don't know anybody who's not a Disney fan. Pretty much. Yeah. I, if you if you're not a Disney fan, I don't know what to tell you, because this is all Disney all the time today. Yeah. And and all, and and lastly, of course, these are just our opinions. Uh, we're not pro we're not professional raiders of Disney villains of any sense. So your top five might be different than our top five, which is perfectly okay. Yeah, I didn't get my uh, villain Disney card. I didn't either. I'm not certified yet. No. So right. hopefully one day I'll be certified in Disney villainy. No, absolutely. Kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, but that said, let's jump into our top five. I'm going to kick it over to you as the guest. Uh, as far as the top five Disney villains, where do you fall with your number five? Well, you know, one of the things that I looked at was not only how bad they were, but what was the best song? Yeah, I absolutely thought about songs when it came to. And, and you know, it's funny because I recently went to Disney before the pandemic with my daughter and there's a big, um, a big wave of people that want not only villains because we were we went down during uh right when the halloween uh mm -hmm. it wasn't just that they want villains they want their layers you know their castles and stuff like that there's a huge group of people that want that um but that said the first group of villains that i have are not human but they're cats and they're the siamese cats All right. from lady and the tramp because they are without a doubt the worst <laughs> what they put the what they put lady through is just awful and even when even when they in their entrance lady goes into the bedroom with the baby and and aunt and i forget her name because it's been a while since i've seen it Aunt uh, uh shoes her away and then they show themselves with the tails and the oh my god and they just <laughs> oh they just, their song is and you can't do what they did today i mean it's it's racist. It's an it's an embarrassing mess for today's time. Yeah, but it's they're just so evil, and they all they're trying to do is just get get Lady and the Tramp in trouble, as well as, you know, they have favor with their aunt I and mean, with their mom, and all she does is just love on them. Yeah, and that's, that's what I I love. That's an interesting choice because I'll be honest with you, of all the villains that I looked at to possibly make this list uh, and, and bring up as honorable mentions, I never once thought about the Siamese cats. But it's a good choice because it totally fits. They are rotten characters. <laughs> They're the worst. They're the worst. They are absolutely rotten characters. And and, and the thing about the thing about the whole song thing that I was thinking about was most of the songs that we love are from the villains and mm -hmm. if you actually listen to the words they're actually horrible <laughs> like i mean there's this there's lines in it that make them horrible 
Um, you know, that's why not to bring up the MCU, but I'm, I'm recently doing the deep dive with the MCU and I'm like, damn, Loki is just, he's just the worst, but you gotta love him at the same time. He's the time. worst, but he's the best. But that's what I mean. No, that's what I mean. He's the worst because he's the best. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what you get when you get him. And, and, and uh, that's kind of the way I felt about the Siamese twins. I love their entrance. I, you know, it's just one of those things that have, that is just always been one of my favorites. That's awesome. I never, I'm, I'm really, truly surprised by that choice because not, not just because of the fact that you chose them, but because I didn't even consider them. Hey, that's what we're here for. But, but you're right. I'm glad that now that gets me even more excited for these lists because there might be other ones on your list that I didn't even consider. So, uh, so my number five is one that many people know. Uh, he, he hasn't had, he doesn't have a big song number uh like some of the other villains that we mentioned who you were absolutely right we love the villain songs probably more than anyone else uh i went with hades from hercules oh okay um hades to me has always been a he's a he's a fun villain in that he does have some comical moments um and he's not exactly portrayed in the beginning of the movie as a very villainous character. Like he comes across more sarcastic and witty. It's not until later on in the movie that Hercules really, or not Hercules, Hades really starts, begins to come across as a true villain. He becomes manipulative and, and dark and sinister. So I like one of the reasons why I chose Hades for mine is one, he's got one of my favorite lines of any villain, and that's, whoa, is my hair out? There you go. Um, you know, but I chose him, too, because he is the definition, I think. Like, a lot of these other villains that we choose are villains from the start, and they remain right. villains. But Hercu Hades, to I don't keep confusing him with Hercules. Uh, Hades, to me, seems like he's one that kind of builds to the right. villain. I mean, we know he's a villain from the start. But he builds to become the villain that we end up hating and loving to hate by the end of the movie. If that makes any kind of yeah. sense. Oh, no, I, I, I totally understand. And, you know, he he turns out to be the way he is. And, you know, it's just it's fun to watch. Because yeah. like you said, a good villain, you can never you just eat it up. And that's why, you know, he's not, he wasn't on my list, but I can totally see why he's on yours. Yeah. Um, because he just, you know, you eat him up like all these guys. Um, I, yeah. I mean, and another good thing that I think really, I mean, we talked about music and how a song could really bring out the villainy in a character and our love for that villain of a character. But I, I think voice talent is also another really good thing. And you bring in somebody who like James Woods, who... Right. In many ways, depending on where you stand politically, is a villain matter. in himself. Absolutely. Um, you know, but I, I love him as an actor. Um, and he just has that gravitas to make to bring that character to life the way he did. So, I mean, I, I couldn't not put her Hades. God, <laughs> man, uh, it's Hades, not Hercules. Hades, not Hercules. Um, I couldn't help but put Hades in my top five. I understand. And, you know, when Hercules does come out, I heard it's a pretty good movie. Um, when it does come out, he will have his he will have his uh, time in the sun, but not Hades. <laughs> it was a bad joke. Oh, OK, well, what are you talking about now? There is I, I, I'm pretty sure there is 
a project in the works to bring Hercules to live action. I see. I'm a big believer in. I know they're bringing a lot to live action, and there's certain ones that go to live action, and that would be great for live action. Like personally, I don't think, and I and I, you know, Jungle Book, and Lion King. I thought they did it a dis disservice by doing it. Again, I'm a, I'm either the purist or I just didn't like it. You oh, know? see, I I kind of I kind of agree with you on the Lion King, but I enjoyed the Jungle Book. I just the the problem with the the problem with the Lion King is it's one of my all time favorite movies. So it's just like there's nothing they can do. To... And, it, and it's not exactly live action when everything is CGI. <laughs> exactly. Well, so, exactly. You know, um, Jungle you Book know. at least had Mogwai. Um, right. or Mowgli that you know was was real right um but Hercules yeah you're right I mean there's more live action characters there are actual human characters which would make it live action which would make it better um and actually I do plan on doing an episode of Wilhelm later on down the road where we're going to actually fan cast okay um movies we'd like to see become live action Oh. Um, and since Hercules, the cast of Hercules has not been announced yet, because I don't even think they have it yet, um, we may actually fan cast that one before Disney announces it. Okay. So we'll see. Uh, but how about you? What's your number four on the list? Um, my number four is a saw is part of a song that I have to listen to every day because I have a six year old. Okay. And her one of her favorite songs is Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Okay. And obviously Belle is not the uh, villain in that, but the greatest character, <laughs> the most self-centered son of a whatever is Gaston. I love it. I love it. He and, is my honorable mentions. I love it. And the reason why I love him is because one, the movie's great, but if you ever go to Disney and you see him live, he the 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 character himself, that gentleman that plays him, is exactly like Gaston. And that's what makes it even better. Yeah. He's he's just so about Gaston. And I mean, I, I just know from the song uh Bell, he's like, you know, um they, they he talks about being well bred, you know, Bell is well bred, all these other things. And he's like, I don't know what that means. You know, it's just like he is just so self-centered and he tries to have the, the the townspeople turn against the father about the beast when he comes and tells him. It's just ah, oh, he's just awful. Gaston, and, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying it's just you know, at first when I was thinking of villains, I'm like, you know, he's always on the lists. And then I watched the the movie again for you know to do the do the research. I'm like Gosh darn! He got the whole he got the whole town against him, and then when uh, Bell, you know, tells him to get lost, he goes ballistic, and that's I mean, again, it's just such a great, um, he's such a great character. Uh, I love the live action. I I I also love the um, the animation. Um, they're both different. I think uh, they both have really great qualities. It's a, they change up some of the scenes and the songs a little bit, but um, the core of both of the uh, characters are amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, Gaston, like I said, is on my honorable mention. He's not in my top five, uh, but he is. It's weird because he's one of those villains that is you wouldn't. It, like it's it's so weird that there are only a select few people in that movie who see him as the villain. Right. Everybody else sees him as the town hero. You know, he is the the charming, 
good looking tower hero. hero. Yeah. And it's he's one of those complex villains because as I mentioned, not everybody in the film see actually only a select few people in the movie see him for what he truly is as the villain. Right. Um, but you're right. I mean, you talk about good songs when it comes what we associate with a villain. The song Gaston from is Beauty and the Beast. I tell you, I'll tell you right now, I when I sing along like if i'm driving and i'm playing music in my car i have those disney songs in my playlist they come up and when gaston comes up not only do i sing the lefou part right. but i will lower my voice when the gaston lines come <laughs> both because well, it's a fun song it's funny because you know my my six-year-old she has a playlist I don't know how a six-year-old has a playlist, but she has a playlist. Mm. And when we go to school, we've got our songs. And they're mostly from Disney animation. or And we also have the Skylar sisters from Hamilton. I guess that's a Disney property a little bit. Um, but Because uh, it's in, on in Disney+. Sense, Plus. Yeah. In a sense, it, it, I mean, we're, we're really pushing straws there, uh, pulling for straws. But my point being is, y you know, it, it's it's just so much fun to, like you said, there's not a there's not a person that isn't a Disney fan. And it kind of, it, it kind of weaves through our generation to our parents' generation, to our kids' generation. And I think that's something that we you know that we can all kind of rally around because, you know, in sports as well as in these type of movies, it doesn't change. Yeah. You know, and that's what that's what makes it so great. And, um, you know, you, you get it. You get a guy like Gaston. Now, I will say this about Beauty and the Beast, um, Lion King, all those all those quote unquote older movies that was considered um, the new stuff because there was a huge gap between the 50s until oh, yeah. then and it was a lot of the love bug and all that other kind of stuff and they went away from the animation and then the 90s came in and they, beauty and the beast and all of them came back and it was like this was this was all part of that regeneration and i really think that they 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 had the core of what the animation was back well, it, then. and it was also a yeah because you're right because those older movies like peter pan or the jungle book they were still the old style animation where it was layers upon layers on top right. of each other you know it was the still animation and then they had the resurgence in the 90s with beauty and the beast where now the animation was computerized right and now you had beauty and the beast and you had aladdin and you had the lion king and like all this this amazing and resurgence. all the movies that we love yes well, don't don't get me wrong. I still love those older movies. No, no. What I mean is, no. What I meant was, all those from all you know. You have the 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 newer version, and then you have the all the movies that you loved when you were you were a kid, plus the new ones. So yeah. I mean, it's all good. Yeah, we're we're both we're both you know dripping with uh, Disney love. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you brought up Hamilton too, because I don't know if you're aware, there is a connection between Hamilton and Beauty and the Beast. Uh, in Gaston, Gaston, there is a connection between the two. Um, there is a shared line between Gaston and Angelica, and that's throw your courage to the sticking place. Um, it is in a it's in the lyric of a song in Alex in Hamilton, yeah. uh, and it's also in the uh, when Gaston is storming the castle. And Lin Manuel Miranda took that line from Beauty and the Beast and put it in to Hamilton. Because well, you know, you know, you know how much I love Hamilton mm -hmm. and I'm a little 
Miff that you didn't know that. I didn't know that, but you know <laughs> what? I'm 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 proud. I, I I'm just happy that people are talking history and talking Hamilton. So that makes it even better. So yeah. it's all good. Um, a real quick funny story on my end too about Beauty and the Beast, and then I'll move on to to my number four. Um, a couple years back, I returned to my high school. My high school always did a huge musical every year. I was in them in high school. And then, you know, I have kids. I had people that I went to high school with who now have kids in the musical. So I go back and I watch them every year. And one year I went back to actually assist with the show. Like I became part of production and I okay. became a production assistant. And it was the year they did Beauty and the Beast. Um and one of the kids that got cast as Gaston, I really pushed for because I knew he had the chops to do it. And I knew they they didn't want to give it to him. And I was like, trust me, like, I really think he can pull this off. And they took a chance on him and he killed it as Gaston. And I remember it was they always did six nights. And there's the scene with beast and gaston battling right. where beast throws gaston over the wall and he falls to right. his death like the first couple nights we they did that scene he was always really disappointed because he expected a bigger reaction right. to to his death and i kept telling him like dude i'm like wait for it it's gonna happen like you will get that reaction one of these nights like you'll get you'll get it and closing night like he came to me and he's like what do i have to do to get that reaction i was like just leave it out there i was like right. this is your last night you're a senior this is closing night you will never have another opportunity nobody's gonna fault you if you do something wrong because you're not doing this again tomorrow night i was like so leave it out there so he put everything into that battle to the point where when beast threw him off he got a huge applause there you go. And I was one of the people that was at the bottom of the wall that had to catch him so that he didn't slam into the wall. And the moment he fell off that wall and I was catching him, I heard that applause. I literally grabbed him and I said to him, listen, there it is. That's awesome. That's and a great story. He was like that made his like that made his year. And, and like I'm actually cool. I'm actually getting a little choked up thinking about it because it was a cool moment for me to tell him that. Yeah. Like to tell him, like, listen, there it is. That's what you wanted. You know, because this, this was a kid that I supported from the beginning to play this part. Mm -hmm. And he got what he wanted out of it. That was that was cool. So, so all what's right. Your next one. My number four. Um, this is the first and only live action villain on my list. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Captain Barbosa. Oh, from Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of the Black Pearl. Now, Barbosa's a little he's a little tricky because he doesn't always stay the villain. Right. Um, but if you look at it purely in the sense of the curse of the Black Pearl, he is the villain. Right. He's the villain of the entire movie. He doesn't go good at all like he does in later movies. He is the villain of the film. Right. And this was an even a newer generation of movies because now we were getting live action Disney movies that were right. coming to screen. Um you know, and Pirates of the Caribbean was made to be such a spectacle and it turned out to be one that I still love those movies. I don't care. Like even the fifth one, the fourth and fifth ones weren't which were weren't not part of the original trilogy. Obviously, they're separate stories. They're still fun movies to me. Right. Oh, no, absolutely. So, I mean, Barbosa was like going to see Pirates of the Caribbean 
was already like a fun experience. But that moment where Barbosa stepped, like you already know, like he's a villain, but he's kind of a charming villain. Like he's got some swag <laughs> to him. And then that moment that he steps into the moonlight and you see what he truly is and that he's he's dead and possessed. Yeah. He like at that moment, you're like, OK, this takes Barbosa to another level. Absolutely. Um, and so I, I couldn't not put Barbosa on this list not to mention jeffrey rush is just fantastic oh he's he's amazing and and i'm not a i'm not a huge fan i'm not a huge fan of the whole franchise i like the original couple of movies mm -hmm. and you know it just for me got a little ridiculous but like you said it's a great it's a great character he does you know what he is He's pure evil from beginning to end, and he is the he is the villain. I, even when he's not the villain, he's still the villain, like you said. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and he's one of those guys that too, like you loved to hate him, like so much so that like when the second movie came out, I remember being like, okay, like this is still part of the original trilogy, but it's kind of disconnected from the first one. There's a couple. Right. And then at the very end of the second one, when you see him, like when you hear that peg leg coming down the steps, yeah, I remember being in the theater being like, wait a minute, <laughs> it can't be like, there's no way. And then he steps in with the monkey on his shoulder and yep. takes a bite of that apple. I'm and like, yes, like I, I'm so excited that he's back. Yeah. And that's, and that's, again, I think one thing that Disney does and, and it's shown, through especially MCU um, and, um, you know, the Disney Plus stuff, they love to have those wonderful zingers at the end. Yeah. And, you know, being in the, the group that we are in, I've learned to always wait for the credits to end. <laughs> because yep. I've I've missed out on a couple of stuff, a couple of things before that, and because I didn't I didn't wait till the end. So I do that for everything now. It's not just Marvel anymore because a lot of other production companies have kind of grabbed onto that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, start doing like mid and end credit scenes, and yeah, now like Marvel was the first one to really capitalize on it, but Disney adapted it, and Disney started doing stuff like that. Star Wars does stuff like that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, oh no, actually, I don't think Star Wars really does do well, mandalorian i think maybe did the series do the movies yeah. the movies don't do yeah. end credit stuff yeah. um, i'm looking at your shirt and i'm thinking of flash gordon when we were kids one of the greatest endings of after the credits was when ming picked up the ring and they never made the second one which has nothing to do with disney but it just <laughs> pisses me off well my shirt is also not flash gordon but, i know i was know. just thinking of flash i was just thinking of flash gordon i, I know it. it's the flash yeah but i i just was you know um, that was one of the greatest non movies that never, oh, I'm so, I'm still heartbroken that never got made, <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was very excited to see Barbosa return. And then the character made a change. He became more of a, an anti-villain or an anti, he became more of an anti-hero, uh, in the third movie and the fourth movie. And then by the fifth movie, he was pretty much a hero. Right. Um, so, I mean, over, a, over the course of three movies they definitely gave him a redemption arc um and turned the character around but um for that first movie he absolutely qualifies as one of my favorite villains of all time for absolutely Disney. so um you're number three this is where it gets really awful 
All right. Because I have eight number threes, but I know you only want one number three. <laughs> I only want... No, you can, I, you can just, mention it, the others in honorable mention. I know, I know. I have a lot of them. But, you know, there's... When you think of Disney, you think of the evil queen, and you think of Melissa, Maleficent. I can never say it right. <laughs> I was waiting I to see if you would. I, I, and I know how to say it, and I just always screw it up. Maleficent. I said it wrong no, again. You said it wrong again. It's Maleficent. Uh, thank you. Yes. Um, But... You know, one of the things that I loved about Walt, when he was making his original animation, he took uh, the fairy tales that we all know and love and recreated them in his own you know way. Yeah. And I've watched that as a kid. I've watched it as an adult. And that movie scares the crap out of me every time when she comes on. Yeah, there's a lot of those older Disney movies I watch as adults now. And I'm like, how did this not scar children? The Grimm's fairy tales were never like fluffy. They're never and... meant for kids. No. Yeah. And what she does is just pure evil, putting her in that trance. Of course, you know, Prince Charming comes or whatever else, but she turns into a she turns into a an old lady to give her the app. I mean, it's just there's just all awfulness. No, you're confusing movies now. Oh, turning it turning into the old lady to give the apple. Oh, it's Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> no, that's oh, Snow White. Snow White. Oh God, I'm getting them all confused now. You got me too many friggin'. It's a lot but of choices. I that's why I'm saying I can't I can't deal with this. Um, but again, you know what's nice about her is she's been pure evil the whole time, and she has her own spinoff for her because of it. You know they've made her own uh, spinoffs, and she's she's a great live action character. And I think that uh, Angelina Jolie did a great job uh, with her. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just going to leave it at that. She's she's my number three. Well, I mean, it's funny that you bring up to like you mentioned, like she's pure evil. Like I always believed the same thing. And then when they announced that they were making the Maleficent live action with Angelina Jolie, I'm like, well, how do you do that? Like she is a pure right. villain character. Like, how do you make a movie about the villain? Um, cause usually when you do that, you're giving them some redeeming qualities and I True. don't, I don't believe her to have any. And then that shows the brilliance of the Disney writers is that like, I, I was, I was late to the live action Maleficent game. Like I didn't watch it until maybe two years ago. Right. No, actually I didn't even really watch it until last year for the first time. And I still haven't had an opportunity to watch the sequel yet, but I remember watching the live action for the first time last year and being like, why did I wait so long to watch this? This is a fantastic movie. Right. And it really changes my perspective on Maleficent now. Right. Like it gave her, like she wasn't always this way. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? And when you see what made her go bad, it's like, all right, I kind of understand the character a little bit more. It reminds me a lot of um, Wicked. Yeah. How, yeah. How, um, it, I, now, see, now you want to talk about a character who I always pronounce wrong. Is it Ephabel? I believe I, I believe you say it that way. I, I if I'm wrong, I apologize to the listeners. I, I know. Sorry. And I'm wrong. And if I'm if I'm agreeing with him, I apologize. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, Wicked gave the perspective from the villain side and it showed why she became the way she became. And yeah. So and I'm I'm really I, I really want to watch the second one because I, I want to know more about it. Absolutely. So. so now that I confused the two, why don't you give us your next one? <laughs> uh, speaking of scarring children, 
Uh, my number three is Scar from The Lion King. Like, how could he not make the list? Seriously. He is one of the most infamous villain, Disney villains of all time. Not only that, in my opinion, has the greatest villain song that has ever, ever been sung in Disney history. Um, some people might argue that with another one that is on my honorable mentions, but uh, Scar has the he has the nudge. I mean, he he takes the cake as far as best songs from a villain. And I really don't know if I really need to dive that deep into Scar because he is so well known. You know, he he is a fan favorite of many people. Um, I have a feeling he might be in your top two and and that's why you're not really saying much um so i'm i'm gonna leave it at that and then anything i haven't said i'll leave it to you to cover well no i'm gonna i'm gonna um he's i'm not gonna lie you know he's one of my lion king is one of my favorite movies ever um and i love a voice actor makes the makes oh, the part jeremy irons man. and and he is just he makes he makes the back of my hair i have curly hair and it makes it go straight <laughs> because you know that his intentions for everything are just bad i mean he's got the greatest lines and he just torments simba and he torments his brother kills his brother oh my god i mean uh, well i mean the lion king really is it's a retelling of hamlet absolutely that, that's i mean that's exactly what it is it kind of it, it kind of makes me a little bit of a hypocrite because i like you adore the lion king and the lion king is just a animated version of hamlet with animals but yet i hate avatar because it's a live action retelling of pocahontas meets fern gully right um you know, I, I Avatar is so overrated to me. Well, but, I'm not a big Avatar fan either, so okay. you're not gonna you're not gonna um, offend me in any way. But I will say, like, in addition to Jeremy Irons, one of the reasons why I love The Lion King as much as I do, like you, is because the voice cast of not just Scar, not just Jeremy Irons being Scar, but the voice cast of that movie as a whole is phenomenal. No, it's an all star, immortal cast. Yes. And that's why, and I'm on a couple of Disney um, uh, Facebook groups, mm -hmm. and Disney fans are passionate, to say the least, just like Walking Dead fans, just like a whole bunch of other groups of people that uh, love their shows. And there was a big debate between live action and, and cartoon or animation. And when you get it right, it's hard to want to remake it. And they did, there was not one bad actor in that movie. It's just, it was beautiful. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. The live action version also has a phenomenal it voice It does. Cast. No, no. I, it's, it, you know what it is? It, it's not that they're not good people. And it's not that it wasn't great. But, you know, they had Mufasa. They kept Mufasa because he was that great. Yeah. You know, James Earl Jones, you can't not have James Earl Jones. Yeah, I mean, you had to keep him on his part. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it, it, that's the thing. It, it's, it was such an all-star cast. He has such a deep, oh, 
voice. And I love the uh, play between him and the hy- hyenas, which they had three of the greatest comics, uh, or at least two of the greatest comics ever. Whoopi Goldberg, Cheech Marin, and, uh, well, uh, uh, Jim Cummings provided yes. the voice of the other one. Of and and I'm, I'm saying, you know, it just doesn't get any better than that. And um, the fact, and you're right, it is Hamlet. Um, it's just, a, it's just, a, it, I can never watch the death scene because it just hits a little too close to home for me. But um, other than that, I just, I adore him. I adore Scar. And uh, I'm going to realign my guys since you, you put him in as your, your, uh, you're in there. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny too is uh, another personal note is uh, in high school I performed Hamlet. Oh, um, I and I actually performed as Laertes, which is okay. Hamlet's uncle. Yeah, is Hamlet's evil uncle. So in a way, you are Scar. I kind of portrayed Scar in high school. There you go. Which was a lot of fun. There you go. Uh, I'm nowhere near as good as Jeremy Irons. Well, hey, yes, you were that day. You were. Don't let anybody. <laughs> don't let anybody kid you. I got to do a sword fight though, which was amazing. I bet. Um, so yeah, so number my my number three is Scar from The Lion King. Okay. Um, well, my number three uh, is what? it three or two? You're you're two. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a little confusing since you said you had eight for number three. I, so that's I what it. I mean. It, it's just it's all it's all the same. Corel <laughs> uh, Deville. Nice and. Any woman that wants to make a fur coat out of dogs and wants to use chloroform in it has my vote. (laughs) I just, she's just bad. And the best part is, because I was, I was watching it before we came when she comes the first time her, the, um, and I can't, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank. The husband of, uh, in, in the movie, um, and I can't think of his name offhand because I just watched it. Uh, he's he's a musician and he's making he's making a it's, piano. It's, it's Roger, isn't it? Is it is Roger? Okay. Thank you. I just I drew a blank. Yeah. I, I'm. I don't know if I should have been on this podcast. I don't know all my names. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Roger's doing his thing and he has this little tune in his head. And then all of a sudden she comes barreling in and he's like, Quelle Deville. Cool. And it was just, it was perfect. And when she enters with the smoke and the fur and she has the room and the fact that she was just waiting to get those puppies, it just, ah, oh, it just, ooh, it just makes me curl. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and by the time people are listening to this too, um, a live action origin story of Cruella will have already hit. Now we're, we're recording this a couple weeks ahead of time before you guys are actually hearing it. So uh, according to our timeline, Cruella has not yet released. Correct. By, the t- by the time you're hearing this, it, it will have. Um, I'm very curious. That's another one where like Maleficent, I was like, well, how do you do it? And then after seeing Maleficent, I was like, okay, now I, I'm curious how they're going to do Cruella. Well, she was, she was, uh, was high school or college buddies with, with the, um, Roger's wife. So Anita. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a matter of, um, making that, making that bridge. But again, these are 1950s and they had these awful, awful villains. I mean, you look at some of the villains today, not so much, you know, but we'll talk about that in my honorable mentions. So, okay. You know, what's your next one? 
Uh, so my number two, I'm sticking with that resurgence of Disney that we talked about. This is uh, a lot of people who know me might be surprised to hear this one is not my number one. Uh, but I went with Jafar. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Aladdin is one of my all-time favorite Disney movies, Dis animated Disney movies. Um, not just for the sole reason of Robin Williams, who is and always will be my hero, my comic hero, um, but for just for so many other reasons because of how wonderful that movie really is. It's amazing. And, uh, and he has such a great, he has two great scenes that are just fantastic. And Jafar, uh, for starters, has always been a Halloween costume I've wanted to do, and I just, <laughs> I just haven't done it yet. Um, this might be the year now that the the pandemic is coming, is winding. I'm not saying coming to an end, but winding down at least um, to the to the point where we might actually be able to go to Halloween parties again this year. Right. Um, this might be the year to do it. But um, that villain, he is. There's nothing comedic about him. That's Iago. Iago right. is the comedic, is the comic relief of the villainy in Absolutely. this movie. Jafar is a villain through and through. Nothing comedic about him. He is, he is heinous. He is evil. He is just the epitome of a villain. He wants, he's hungry for power and he's yep. going to do it any way that he can. He tries to kick Aladdin out on several times. And his main purpose in life is to make sure Aladdin's out of the picture. I mean, well, not just that, but he wants to rule. No, but I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, that's, that's the beginning part. Yeah. Then what does he do? He hypnotizes the, the, the father and Sultan, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Um, oh. when, when we do, um, the, the episode of Wilhelm where we talk about our favorite Disney animated films, obviously you're getting a little bit of a note. Cause um, that is going to be in my top three easily. Um, Aladdin is one of those movies that I can quote, start to finish every line, every single line of that movie. I can quote to the point where I have done it to annoyance of people. Well, um, you know, it's a great care. movie and you know, it's funny that, that the one of the, towards the end of this uh, movie, when it's coming to its climax, I always think of Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. You know, where you've got the you've got the uh, the um, the fire and all everything that's going on. And I just I don't know why I always think of that. It just it just reminds me of all that. Um, and I just love. Well, I just love the movie as well. So it's 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 an easy one. It was on my list. Uh, it could have been in it could have been in my top, top five <laughs> five or one or whatever else um but yeah he i mean again like just going back to jafar real quick before we get into our number ones he's one of like i said he's a villain through and through there's nothing comedic about him that's where iago plays into and iago plays into it very well uh in that sense um but he you're right he's just hungry for power to the point where the being hungry for power is ultimately his end. Right. Um, you know, it's it's being hung it's being hungry that he he overeats on power. I guess that's a way. Well, yeah, I mean he's he well the thing is he's so close and he's kind of like almost scar in the sense where he thinks that everybody's an idiot except for him. Mm-hmm. And he's the smartest man Absolutely. in the room. And and that's his downfall. He looks down on everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. 
He looks that uh, he looks down on everyone. And in the end, it's his downfall. Absolutely. So, but he's still an amazing villain. Uh, in, in, in the third Aladdin movie, the return of Jafar, not so much. Yeah. Um, but still in that first original Aladdin movie, he is number two on my list. Absolutely. But that brings us to our number ones on wow. our list. Uh, so what do you have for us, sir? Who is your I, number I would have, one? I would have had Scar, but... Um, you still can. No, 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 no. Um, you know, going through, there's a lot of great villains, but and there's death and whatever else, but there's one that stands out below the rest in this case, and that's Ursula from Little Mermaid. The other one, when I said I had an honorable mention whose villain song would rival Scars, I Poor Unfortunate Souls is that song. I mean, she takes her voice (laughs) so she can die. I mean, you know, it's, it's just so she can't see her family. She is just she's comedic. She's dramatic. And she's just larger on life personality. And She's just trying to bewitch her and prey on on poor Ariel. And, you know, I, I in the song, uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls, she's like, you don't need your voice. You can use your body. You know, I mean, your nowadays, when you look at this, when you look at this, it's so bad, but yet it's so good. Um, she is just so mean and so awful. And Ariel, and I think what makes it better is, Ariel is so naive. Yeah. And 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 that's what I was just about to say is that it's not necessarily just that Ursula is evil. But what makes her even more evil is she is able to see and prey upon Ariel's nativity. Well, she that's her job is to prey on the on on the weak. Yeah. And like she sees how gullible Ursula or Ariel is. And she feeds on it. Oh, I mean, it's like she she grows from it, you know, because it's like her it's like her um, it's like her water and this, you know, it's like yeah. her, her blood. You know, that's what makes her her so uh, powerful. And like I said, she is she's a fan favorite. I mean, any of the ones that we just talked about could have been a number one. And, um, you know, I just. I don't love her as a character, but I love her as an as a villain. If that makes sense, I, no, that makes total sense because I think that's probably the way we should be looking at this. Is like if you love them as a character, you probably don't necessarily like them as a villain. It be, it means they don't come across as much of a villain as they should. Right, a villain is a character you should not like. Right. Um. But I mean, there are exceptions to that rule. Like I said, like Gaston is one of the exceptions to the rule because of the fact that, like we said before, everybody loves Gaston, but the main characters. Exactly. You know, so he kind of is an, he's an exception. Jafar is pure evil. So you, you're you meant to not like him. Um, same with Ursula. She is not a hero in the she's not a good character. Well, even her all. character, the way the way she was drawn. I mean, she wasn't drawn uh pretty i mean she just she's just a she's a mess i mean she's well dressed she's she's well put together but you know she's the big boss um on a side note you know you were talking about uh your play experience my my wife works for a middle school and every year they do a a a, a different play and milburn middle school in new jersey 
um, right outside of right outside of New York City, you'd think you were at Broadway. And I know that sounds crazy because it's middle school, but the two the, the the people that put it together are unbelievable. And they have hundreds of people, um, hundreds of kids or whatever. The whole the whole school basically is in the play. And they when they do these scenes and she comes on, it's just I I was it was scary. I mean, yeah. it's a middle school play, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> now, so. I, I will say, um, there is a live action Little Mermaid in yes. the works. Well, there was um, they did a live action. Well, no, it wasn't really live action. It was more they sang the songs on TV. No, no, there actually is a live action version along the lines of the little of the Lion okay. King. Um, it casting has already been done, right? And um, it is Melissa McCarthy playing Ursula. And that'll be perfect. I think that's fantastic. I know David Diggs is playing Sebastian. Right. Um, I know there's a couple other like uh, Aquafina, uh, Javier Bardem is in it, but Who's I'm not Ariel? sure. Um, Holly Bailey, I think. Okay. Which I don't know who she is. Um, Javier Bardem is playing King Triton. Right. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is is Ursula. Uh, David Diggs is as as uh, that's Sebastian, gonna be great. which is going to be fun. Um, Jacob Tremblay is playing Flounder. Oh, nice! And Aquafina is playing Scuttle. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm not sure who's playing Prince Eric, and I'm not familiar with who's playing Ariel. Okay. So, but I'm I'm still on board. I'll still check it out. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, that that's one of my wife my wife's favorite movies. So. You know she loves it, and I've learned to love it. So I think it's a it's a great choice. And you know what I think? What's interesting about that movie too? And I know we're getting more into movie discussion and not necessarily villain discussion. Um, I I know that movie was catered more towards younger girls, right? Because it's a mer it's a female mermaid who's singing and everything. I still love that movie. It's a great movie. I, I you know. I, how can you not like it? I mean, it's just, it's fun. I mean, it's got, it's got catchy tunes. It's got, it's got a struggle. It's got, it's got everything you want in a good movie. I, I still sing along to poor unfortunate souls. Of course. I, I sing along to kiss the girl. Like I come on. Like it's, it's great. Of course. It's such a great movie. Uh, but that brings me to my number one, uh -oh. uh, which is one that again has not been mentioned yet. Uh, we haven't mentioned the movie this character is from, uh, and like I said, might surprise a number of people. My number one is from one of the first, we're going old school Disney on this one. Um, not as far back as Snow White, obviously, because Snow White was the first Disney animated feature, right? But pretty far back, uh, we're going back to Fantasia, okay. My number one villain is the Chernabog. Yep. From the uh, Hall of the Mountain King featurette in Fantasia. Mm -hmm. The Chernabog has always fascinated me. Um, I adore Fantasia. Okay. I absolutely adore Fantasia. So Mickey as the Sorcerer's Apprentice is my all-time favorite Disney character. Okay. The Chernabog is my favorite villain. Um and the reason why I chose the Chernabog, he is able to exude pure evil mm -hmm. and terror um, and 
he's able to give the audience chills. Never says a word. True. Never speaks mm-hmm. at all. It is purely in presence. Mm-hmm. That to me is evil. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, I really, I, I, there's not really a lot of deep dive to make in the Chernabog because no, he's, he's Satan. I mean, there's a... he, he really is only in maybe six minutes of the movie. If mm-hmm. that six or seven minutes of the movie and doesn't say a word. So how do you make a deep dive on a character like that? Mm-hmm. Um, but yet in only six minutes and no dialogue, I think has frightened me as a child more I... than any other villain I've seen in a Disney film. Absolutely. So for that reason, like I said, at the top of the podcast, at the top of the episode, he has been for a long time, my number one villain, my number one Disney villain, Mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why I was really looking forward to doing this episode, because I don't think a lot of people know who the Chernabog is. You know, it's one of those, like I said to you before, there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of deep dives. And that's the one that resonates to you. And I think that that's great because, you know, he is evil. He does fit the bill. But like you said, not a lot of people, you forget. You just He's forget. not nearly as well known as some Absolutely. of those other villains. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you could, you, could, you could go into really deep dive stuff and people are like, what about this? What about that? Yeah, I mean, we, I, mean I basically went with a lot of the fan favorites. But at the same time, it's what you know. And it's what you're brought up on. Yeah. And I think that's what's so that's that's what's so amazing. Um, so that said, what are some of your honorable mentions? Thank you for hosting this podcast for me. I oh, I'm sorry. No, I, just, no, I'm... I just I don't care. I think it's fun that you did it because you you haven't podcasted in a while for your show. You're you're yeah, kind of on hiatus. So the fact that you kind of jumped right into it means that you're ready to get going again yeah i kind of am and i and i love it um but you are the guest so why don't you tell me one of your sorry 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 no it's totally Um, fine you know some of my honorable mentions i I love pixar and the reason i love pixar especially early pixar is because john lasseter who now is taking the reins uh started out as a disney employee and he wanted to bring back good storytelling and I got to tell you, when it comes to villains, Toy Story franchise has a ton of them. I have two Toy Story villains in my honorable mention list as well. I mean, you know, you've got you. Oh, God. You've got the monkey. You've got lots of lots of uh, lots of hugging bear. Like hugging bear. Yep. Who gets his who gets his uh, comeuppance. Um, you've got you've got tons. The minor. Um, hell. Uh, what's his name? Sid. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Sid, and just all those, all those awful, awful characters, which when you think about it, are really, really bad. And the fact that they still can put this in a kids movie, and like you said, there's not, there's not uh, kids that can't watch or look at toys the same way is amazing. Um, I'll let you talk a little bit about uh. Toy Story, since it seems like you wanted to jump in. No, no, no. I was I was simply going to say, I mean, honorable mentions are ones we don't have to dive very deep. OK, into, I just you know. I look like you wanted to. No, these are ones we're just going to go through relatively quickly and and such. But yeah, I mean, I had lots of hugging bear on my honorable yep. mention list. I had Sid on my honorable mention list because you're right. They are 
they're villains. Yeah. Um, but another honorable mention of mine, since we're in the world of Pixar already, is I have Syndrome from The Incredibles. Yep. Um, and we talk about amazing voice cast, Jason Lee portraying that character. I like I was excited because I'm a fan of Jason Lee's from, right. you know, older projects that he's done and some of the newer stuff as well. But, you know, then seeing Syndrome, I'm like, man, I just want to smack this kid. Oh, he, he it's like he wants to just he needs to be smacked. Yeah. Overgrown baby. Yeah. And then and then, yeah, he becomes like a villain. And basically, as a villain, he just becomes that same baby just throwing temper tantrums with technology. Absolutely. You know, but he's a villain. I and mean, he, and so he's just what I find so funny about him. He got so pissed because he was a sidekick. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, like, and, and granted, you, you know, granted that, um, I shouldn't say that he was a sidekick, but, um, but granted that he just didn't get the love that he wanted to. And because of that, everything kind of, you know, spiraled down. Um, and, until what happened happened yeah but uh, uh yeah incredibles is one of my favorite movies as well um and syndrome is is definitely uh, a great fun character uh in in the in the franchise yeah um you know another honorable mention i'd love to talk about is uh randall boggs from monsters inc from monsters inc yeah i mean you know again all he wants to do is just win and win and win and he doesn't care how he does it because he can't beat him and he wants to join him and i think that you know the fact that he's got that chameleon uh um that's his thing is he can he can vanish he can turn into different yeah. things i think it's just amazing um and i just think i i just love him as a character in terms of his evilness so i that's why i want him on there yeah, no, I, I agree with that one, too. That's a that's a cool honorable mention. Uh, another one of my honorable mentions is from a movie that I constantly debate people on that I feel uh, when I tell people constantly that Tangled is better than Frozen. Uh, but Mother Gothel from Tangled, uh, who is. Um, uh, oh, God, what is her name? Rapunzel. Uh, Rapunzel's yes. Rapunzel's uh, evil stepmother. On a side note, Rapunzel's one of the only princesses that doesn't have a, a castle. She's a bathroom. What? In Disney. In Disney. She doesn't have a castle. She she has a bathroom? I swear to God, it's the funniest thing. She has this area, and right by it is the bathroom. So it's like the running joke in Disney. They never gave her a castle. They gave her a bathroom. That's not right. It's not right, but that's what happened. That's not right. <laughs> Oh, she's awful. I love it. And, and one of the things that I love about, you know, again, um, her songs, she keeps calling her pet and she keeps kissing her, but she keeps kissing the hair. She doesn't kiss the, she doesn't kiss her as a, as a child. She keeps thinking that, Ooh, I've got this hair. Oh yeah. So she she, well, because the, the hair keeps her young. No, I'm just saying it's just, it's amazing. It's yeah. just amazing. Like her, her deal. Um, you, you know, in terms of my, another honorable mention, my, my wife would kill me if I didn't mention her. Um, her favorite movie is Cinderella or Cinderella. <laughs> Cinderella. So, um, the evil stepmother, so to speak, uh, she loves to put this child into slavery and does everything in her power to make sure that she is put down, um, and doing the housework, doing everything, um, at her whim. 
Um, I mean, she basically kidnaps Cinderella. So I think that... Oh, she has her in a life of servitude. Absolutely. And uh, she's just... She's awful from beginning to end, but she gets her comeuppance, which I love. And I just love uh, Lady... uh, Was it Lady Tremaine? Yeah. Uh, Another honorable mention on my list, uh, the reason why I stopped sucking my thumb as a child... (laughs) Uh, Prince John from Robin Hood. Oh, there you go. He is such a weasel. Oh, he's um, awful. And and really only is villainous in terms of power. Um, he's he's nothing but like a snivering little spoiled brat um, who has everybody else do his evil deeds for him. Absolutely. Um, and it's only because his brother is out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, but he always did that sucking his thumb thing when he didn't get his own way, which taught a lot of children like, okay, um, if you want to keep sucking your thumb, that's great, but you're going to be a little brat like, like Prince John. Well, I, I think it's so funny because he basically is an overgrown baby. He is. And, he's a brat. That's and, all he is. And he's such a good character. He's a great character. Um, you know, it, in terms of, uh, other honorable mentions, I love the queen of hearts. And Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, yep. I mean, she's just... Oh, I love her entrance. Like, that's the thing. A lot of these villains, and I think that's why, you know, you love them, is because they have such great entrances. I'm not a big Alice in Wonderland fan just because there's so much going on. It's like that whole trip that somebody went on. But Well, it's... that's exactly what the book is. <laughs> exactly. And that's always what I'm thinking about when I when I see them. But, yeah, I mean, she's, she's just awesome and everybody's scared of her and she's yeah she's the best yeah so uh honorable mention on my end uh from the jungle book Shere khan yep uh not only an amazing villain in the animated series but an amazing villain in the live action uh voiced by oh god my mind went blank um Um, son of a it's gonna bug me um I, cause I keep, he's one of those guys I say should voices everything. Um, he was in Hobbs and Shaw. What the hell is his name? Um, around, oh, a dear. What? Uh, no. Oh, is it? Oh, he was in, he was in, uh, Thor. Yes. Um, uh, Idris Elba. Thank you. I can't say Jeez. his name right. God, that bugged me. <laughs> That's why I looked it up for you. Yeah. That, yeah, that that bugged me. That was gonna bug me until I figured it out. Um, but because I, I love Idris Elba. Yeah, I mean, and he's great at any, everything he does. Yeah, but yeah, Sheer Khan, another one of my uh, my honorable mentions. I well, only have I don't know how many more you have left. I have like three left. I mean, my my thing is we could go all day. So whenever you're ready to cut me off, I'm fine. <laughs> if you but, you know what, why don't we each do one more honorable uh, that, mention? That, that, we'll, that's fine. That's we'll fine. Wrap it up. Um. Yes, I will not uh, do Frozen because I think you're, you're <laughs> right. I've had to hear that darn movie too many times. But since I brought her up before, I might as well talk about her. Is um, Where is she? I just want to make sure I get her right finally. Um, the Evil Queen from Snow White. Yes. Okay. I don't. I don't think she has a name. I think she no. is just referred to as the Evil Queen. She is the Evil Queen. Yeah. And oh, uh, I'm just looking. Um, oh wait, it's it's Queen Grim Grim Grimhadel. 
That's oh. what they say. Okay. I'm just, I'm no, doing I take, my little... I take your word for it. I... No, I know. That's what she, and she's like known for, commonly known for Evil Queen. I mean, she is just nasty. Um, she comes in, she wants what she wants, and she's going to get it no matter how she does it, and, and any other words. And she's insane. I mean, there's no other word for it. She's just insane. Yeah. Um, and that's why I, you know, I loved, uh, what was it? Was it Shirley Starin played her at one point? Um, and, I th- and I think that's where giving her an actual name comes from. Maybe. Is from the is from the Snow White and the Huntsman films. Yeah. Um, because I'm I'm pretty sure in the original Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, she did not have a name. What I find really fascinating about both of our lists, um, you know, yes, we, we have some modern, but we also have some a lot from the past. I shouldn't say that. I have more in the past than you oh, do. Oh, wait till you hear my, my final honorable mention. Okay. Here we go. My final honorable mention is going back to 1977. Okay. And that's Dr. Terminus from Pete's Dragon. Oh, there you go. The guy oh, that wow. was that constantly. Now, Pete's Dragon is one of my favorite all-time Disney movies, like in, encompassing animated and live action. I adore Pete's Dragon. Um, so Dr. Terminus was one of those guys that I remember as a kid rooting against constantly like you're never gonna catch you're never gonna catch elliot like you're never gonna catch him and thankfully he he never does there you go so I, dr terminus i i i'm gonna i'm gonna stick one more in go for, for my it. daughter um one of the characters that's been around probably since the beginning of disney um is pete uh he's oh in, yeah stinky pete yeah or not stinky, stinky it, it, well, he's, he's, he goes under a, bu- a bunch of names, um, but in uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse now, he's always the bad guy that always redeems himself, and he's always trying to get Mickey and, and the gang to to do his bidding, and he always screws it up because Mickey always wins. But um, throughout Disney, he has been one of the, you know, bad guys. And yes, is he always villainous? Not necessarily, but he's always been that that villain throughout um, throughout uh, Mickey Mouse's life, and I just I, I had to mention him because I saw him today because my my daughter wanted to see a little Mickey House Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, no, that's a good one to wrap on too because you're right. Pete probably has been he's been around a long time. Uh, exactly. I think he was, uh, he might've been around at Steamboat Willie. I think he was around. I think he Steamboat was. Willie. If he wasn't, if he wasn't, it was right around there where, where uh, he put him in, where Walt put him in. So yeah, shortly after, um, and he's been around, he's, he's lasted the test of time. Like he's, he's still around. Absolutely. And so. um, I, I think it's great. I mean, the wonderful thing about this, this, this topic is there's no bad answers there's no real debate other than you like that one. And I like this one. And the best part is we get to talk about movies or characters. And if you haven't seen those movies because they're too old or they're not in your age group for whatever reason, it's a great time to to look at these movies and take a second or a first look at them. Cause every single one of them is a classic. And I, I was, I'm actually really happy with this conversation, not just for the fact of the topic that we're talking about, but the fact that when it came to our top five, we really didn't share a lot of the same ones. Which which I, the which ones I we really shared liked. were the good ones. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. 
I, I mean, you have to have Scar. You have to have Jafar. I mean, come on. Uh, a list without those two, are uh, it's not a good list. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that, too. Uh, you know. Uh, but no, this was a really great conversation, a really deep dive into these characters, which I loved. Um, we're going to get ready to wrap things up. But before I do that, Alex, I want to give you the opportunity to promote and plug anything you've got going on, where people can find you, any other podcasts you're a part of, not just your own, but, you know, and anything you want to promote. Now you have the spotlight. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm doing a, a small little podcast that you were uh, nice enough to come on, which is called Field to Screen. We're taking all sports movies and taking a, a review of them uh, from, you know, uh, Bull Durham to Chariots of Fire. We're going to do soon. We've done rounders. We're doing all sorts of different things. We just uh, we're we're going to get back to the Rocky trilogy or I should say Rocky, whatever um rocky 5000 trilogy i was well we we just finished the trilogy um i always think of running man when i say that where they're like rocky 5000 um and uh we're we're just gonna start taking deep dives into those movies um i liked it down the road maybe do a series because there's a couple of series that i i really find that are going to be great um but uh in terms of other projects that are out there i have a good friend of mine um walt uh blau he does a uh a person-to-person type of interview, which is called Walt's Kitchen Table. If you ever get a chance to look at it, please get a take a listen. And then one other podcast that I'd love to try to plug is uh, Tommy and Don's uh, album. Uh, what they do is they take an album, classic rock album, and they kind of break it down, kind of like what we're doing in terms of songs, but how it affected the time of period that it was at. So. Uh, you know, Don, Tommy Hilkin and uh, Don Seckler have that great podcast. And if you could check out any of those podcasts, I'd really appreciate it. Cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, field to screen. I think people can just they can oh. just search it on, on, we're on all or... the major. Yeah, we're on Apple, Spotify uh, and all the major Stitcher, all of that. Um, and like I said, we're going to have new episodes uh, coming back soon. And. I'm really, uh, I'm really uh, thankful that you got me back on the mic because it, I, I'm feeling it and it's, and it feels really good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you feel that way after doing this too because I, I had a lot of fun doing the episode I did with you. We did, well, you and I did, uh, uh Little Giants. Oh yes, the, the worst. Mo- uh, what was it? This, what did you call it? The, the worst person in the world or the scariest per- announcer in the world. I, no, I don't remember what I call. I know I did something. I can't. It was with the announcer. It was a little creepy for you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was something about like Aunt Margie's nut butter or something like that. (laughs) It was really bad. I can't remember. I'm like, why is that in the kids movie? Um, Yeah. Anytime you want to come back, we'll we'll uh, we'll do the reverse. And um, I'll absolutely love to have you back on. And I can come on and take over your show for a time. Please. Anytime you want to. (laughs) You know what you're doing a lot better than I do. Uh, yeah, so I encourage everybody to subscribe to Alex's podcast, Fail the Screen, as well as the other two podcasts that he mentioned. Uh, as far as this podcast goes, if you like what you hear on this program, uh, I encourage you to go online and rate and review the show on whatever podcasting platform you listen on. More reviews we get, the more people we can reach, the bigger the audience. Uh, so be sure to follow 
Uh, be sure to rate and review. Also follow Wilhelm on social media, facebook.com slash the Wilhelm podcast and at the Wilhelm pod on Instagram and Twitter. Finally, if you want to be a guest on the program, uh, I'm open to guests of all kinds. Uh, if you have an idea for a topic or a theme you'd like to hear us cover, film franchise you want to hear us talk about, debate you want to hear us settle or just a movie you want to hear us make a deep dive into, you can let me know by messaging me at any of the places I just mentioned or you can email me directly at the Wilhelm podcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's going to wrap it up, wrap it up for this episode of Wilhelm. Alex, uh, this was fun, man. Anytime. I love talking villains and I always love talking Disney. So anytime you want to uh, have me back, I'm always open to it. Well, I know we have a couple other episodes yeah. lined up for you to come back for in the future. So uh, people will definitely be hearing your voice again. And um, I, I would love to be able to get you on. I know you have a humongously busy schedule. so um, <laughs> I make time. I know you do. That's the fun part. Yeah. Uh, and I know you have a bunch of podcasts that you do, but anytime you want to take a deep dive on any of the movies, I'm ready for you. Cool. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks again for being a part of this. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you guys down the line for another episode of Wilhelm. Take care. Take care.